Well, welcome to another edition of Believe in the Bronx, the uh, post-ALCS edition. Mike Stanton in Houston, Pete Caldera in New York, and uh, it's over for the Yankees. And it, Mike, it, you know, it kind of seemed over, you know, right after game three uh, with the Yankees getting shut out. And then obviously the lack of offense was a huge uh, point in, in this entire playoffs, really, for, for the Yankees, you know, even going back to the to the Cleveland series that went the full five games. Um but they score five runs uh, against Houston in game four, and it's not enough because Nestor Cortez goes out early. They have to start the bullpen carousel early. And then Houston just found an answer for everything the Yankees put up there. Uh, Jamison Tyone, I think, said it uh, great last night, and even Cole said it too, is that that every time, uh, every roadblock we, we put up there, they had an answer for it. They were yeah. just the better team, and, and they proved it over a, a very fast four-game series. Well, it, it was good to see that the Yankees fought last night, and actually it was ends up being the best game of the series. I think there were three lead changes, but the inevitable was, you know, it was right there in front of us. I mean, it coming back from 3-0, it only happened one time in all major sport history in a seven-game series, being down 3-0. So, you know, it, it was there, but it was good to see that they fought a little bit. It's good to see that they got a lead, um, but uh, – Unfortunately for Yankees fans, the better team won. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think that even, even the hardest core Yankee fans, I, I think that you'd have to say that, you know, the Astros were a better team. They had the, the pitching was outstanding. Uh, they had superior defense. That was a problem for the Yankees in this series. Uh, and they had better health. I mean, other than Michael Brantley, the Yankees were, I'm sorry, the, the Astros were at complete full strength. And the Yankees were not. So, um, you know, the, the better team won at this point. And, you know, now it's on to the World Series. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, plainly, the, the Yankees have a Houston Astros problem. I mean, they couldn't overcome them in 17 and 19. Everybody's there other, got someone. Yeah. It there are other matter. factors involved. <laughs> and we can, you know, go chapter and verse on, on that. And uh, uh, But, you know, right now in 2022, you know, you, you take Carlos Correa off this Astros team. You take uh, – Garrett Cole off this Astros team from the team that went to the World Series in 2019. George Springer. And put, take George Springer off this team. And the Yankees still can't find an answer. And, and you know, yes, they, they were a compromised team. But at, at some point, you, you have to overcome uh, all these other obstacles uh, yeah. that are in your way, whether it's losing players to free agency, whether it's losing players to injury. Um, the Yankees still cannot solve uh, the Houston Astros. And the Astros once again proved that they're the best team in the American League, uh, hands down. Yeah, and and listen, like, like I said just a second ago, everybody has someone you struggle yeah. against. A lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with how good you are or may, in some cases how bad the other team is. They just play better baseball against you. And for some reason, you know, and, and it does seem like on occasion it does go from one year to the next. And, you know, the Astros have just played the Yankees very, very tough over the years. And, you know, this was just another one of those situations that, you know, the Astros just had too many horses in the stable. You know, they had, they had an answer for everything that the Yankees tried to do. And, there's really no lineup that is designed to play from behind. And uh, that was basically what the Yankees did all series. You know, like I said, this past game, game four, there were three lead changes, 
But the Yankees weren't in the lead very much. It, it went back and forth. But if you look at the whole series, you know, they were playing from behind almost every inning. I think the first inning uh, of the first game, they had a lead through the top of the first inning, but yeah. then the Astros came back in the bottom. And so it was just one of those things. For every punch that the Yankees were able to throw, the Astros were able, able to counterpunch and even punch them punch punch uh, their their own way out of it. So uh, at this point, yes, I, I think the better team did win, and um, you know this is one of those things. It's back to the drawing board for the Yankees. Yeah, and there there could be potentially uh, many changes on this uh, club, and you know the the one that uh, is the most intriguing starts with Aaron Judge. Now uh, he plays it very close to the vest. He does not give anything away, like uh, always. <laughs> yes, he, he's going to enter free agency. Yes, he's going to enter free agency uh, like he enters the batter's box. Measured, patient approach. Um, right. I think that um, you know, you, you talk to a lot of different people about. You think he's going to stay? You, you, you think he's going to go? Where do you think he's leaning? You get all sorts of opinions from from people who. Uh, who uh, should, you know, who have very good opinions on, on these things and, 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 and know him pretty well. Um, no one seems to have a really good bead on what could potentially happen. What I think is going to drive this thing, Mike, is um, what are the San Francisco Giants going to do uh, if yeah. they make him an offer uh, now that, and the Yankees will be compelled to match this or not, right. uh, what happens there? And, and do we have, uh, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers in play, or, or even the Angels uh, in play, or the New York Mets in play, or the Boston Red Sox in play, and yeah. um, and where does he come down on if if all bids are equal? Uh, does his loyalty to the Yankees and his uh, you know what he has said before about wanting to be a forever Yankee? Right. Um, how much of that uh, factors in with, with everything else that went on in this postseason? This guy hit 62 home runs. He's the American League MVP. He was hearing boos in his own ballpark going one for 16 in the ALCS. Yeah. Does that even factor in? No, I don't think it does. I mean, he knows he's been in, the, in New York for long enough. He knows that there's high expectations when it comes to the Yankees. And, you know, that fan base – you know, they they support that team as good as any other team in any sport. But they're also you're also going to hear from it when things aren't going well. I think the booze against Aaron Judge was more just overall frustration, not actually, uh, you know, targeted at just Aaron Judge. I think that was really for the whole team. And, you know, being in that situation myself, you know, you don't take it personally. You can't. Because, you know, the, you know, what is fan short for? It's short for fanatic. And, you know, that's not always a logical uh, way to react to situations. There's a lot of emotions. And the fan base was, uh, as was the team, frustrated with how they were playing baseball. I still think the highest odds, and I think they are very, very high, that he goes back to New York. I know San Francisco very well may be in, in the hunt. San Francisco loves to have, you know, some kind of marquee type player, uh, which they don't really have right now. Um, you know, I understand the other teams you mentioned, the Dodge. I don't think the Dodgers are really involved. They have so much money on their books to start off with. Um, I have a tough time. I, I, you you want to try, some, uh, 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 try something a, a little different? Try to picture uh, 
and uh, Aaron Judge in a Red Sox uniform. That just <laughs> in my mind that it just just doesn't even work. Um, right. Maybe the you know maybe the Mets will knock on the door, kick the tires a little bit. But I really think uh, if there's ever a free agent that for both the organization and the player, if it was a kind of a match made in heaven, it's Aaron Judge and the Yankees. I, I really think that that just makes sense for both sides. Yeah. And, you know, you should think or I you would anticipate that the Yankees uh, should have unlimited resources to, to, to keep this guy and not uh, – be constrained by a budget you know the new york mets uh in this town have blown past those uh luxury tax thresholds right uh the dodgers uh, obviously have a, a high payroll the giants have a lot of money to coming off the books to spend now mm-hmm. um but um you know for what he means to the lineup to in that room for the franchise the fans all the 99s you see uh you know uh in the mm-hmm. ballpark uh right the jerseys everything Right, as you said, he's. You would anticipate that this this is a perfect fit right right here, and and uh, why wouldn't they go the extra mile to make it happen? You know, he. You know, you go back to the, the bet he made on himself uh, back in uh, late March. Yeah. Uh, rejecting the the thirty and a half million dollar annual uh, contract for the next seven years, which would have started in twenty twenty three. Judge's next contract is going to start with a three, at minimum. Uh, and yeah. how committed are the Yankees to uh, paying that money to a guy who will be 31 next year mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, plays, you know, we, we haven't seen a, a player who's a six, seven, 285 uh, play at this level uh, into his late thirties. There's a whole, there's a lot of factors involved in, in there are. what, you know, why it's a good investment, why it's a bad investment, why you should just commit to it because, of the player and what he means to your, your franchise right now. There's a lot of thought process on both sides that has to, that has to play out here. Well, I think the other side of it is how many teams out there are really going to have the financial wherewithal and be willing to give a, a relatively long-term contract to a guy like Aaron judge. Yes. The last two seasons, he's done an outstanding job of showing that he can be healthy he can be productive when he's on the field and he stayed on the field. So I think, you know, obviously the value has gone way, way up over the last two seasons. Um, but yeah, you're right. He's 31 years old. You know, I mean, we just don't see very many contracts that get into the to the late thirties for the player that they're still productive players, especially for a guy that is the size of Aaron of, of Aaron judge. So I, I look at it and go, okay, you say all that, that all makes sense. So who are the teams? I mean, there's only a, there's only two or three teams that would be able to 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 put forth the financial um, wherewithal right. has the financial wherewithal to put yeah. up put forth the contract in order to get him. So you know, and the number one team, well, it's the Yankees. So <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things. He's also been really the perfect Yankee. I mean, he has been the model citizen. You know, he's he's always in front of the camera. He always says the right thing. He already he always takes up for the organization. Uh, he loves the city of New York. Uh, he's never been in trouble. You know, you never see him on the back page of the tabloids or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's one of the, it's one of those situations that he has really been the perfect prototypical Yankee. 
And so this is what, you know, George used to do it years ago when George Steinbrenner was still alive, that he would let his players go to free agency. And people would tell him all the time, listen, you're costing yourself money. Sign them to the extension early. But he didn't like to do that. He did it to, he did it to Pettit. He did it to uh, Bernie. Uh, he did it to Jeter. He did it to the captain. I mean, you know, that's kind of just how they how they do it is want to make sure that the player is healthy by the end of the year. Well, yeah, by not upping the uh, upping the ante back in March, they probably def cost them quite a bit more money. Yeah, yeah, Bernie Williams too. Uh, yeah, that almost lost him to the Red Sox. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, the the intrigue here. Well, but first of all, alluding to what you said. He, he is uh judges respected in that clubhouse and and right and really uh, a, a beloved figure when when it comes to putting the team first and that 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 part of judge is genuine his teammates know that uh, that that he's invested in them cares for them um, you know made them part of of the whole 60 you know chase to 62 um, but the real intrigue here is that um, you know the the team that that is going to potentially be the, uh, the the number one alternate target here, the San Francisco Giants. Judge grew up a Giants fan. He's from right. Northern California. Mm-hmm. He has very deep roots uh, uh, in, in that area. Yeah. Uh, what, where does that tug play in? And, and could that, uh, if all things are equal, if all bids are equal, does the lure of going home appeal to him more than, than, than being a forever Yankee? I would say no, it does not. I would actually think if everything is equal, I think he stays a Yankee. You know, now I'm not saying that the Giants would have to overbid, but what I really would think is let's say, you know, the Yankee front office decides they don't want to go to eight years. Let's say that's the number and the Giants are willing to go to eight. Now that might be the situation that, okay, yes, I'm going home, everything you just mentioned, but I'm also getting the contract on top. But if you, you know, if it's dollar for dollar, year for year, I think he stays a Yankee. I think he likes the idea. Uh, you know, he's, I don't think he, that was just lip service, him saying that he wants to stay a Yankee his whole career. I think this is something he really feels that way. And, you know, he is the premier player in the premier organization uh, in, in all of major league baseball. So I, I think that, um, yeah, if, it, if it's, if, if it's apples to apples, I think he stays a Yankee. You know, and uh, it's not just judge there. There are other potential free agents on this club. Uh, uh, Jamison Tyone is moving into free agency and the Yankees, uh, you know, their, their rotation. Um, you know, you could argue that uh, with, with Cole, with uh, Cortez, with Frankie Montas, mm-hmm. with Severino, that uh, they might give that fifth slot to, to, potentially a younger pitcher in their organization and, and say goodbye to Tyone, who was a very effective pitcher for them all year. Yes. Um, Anthony Rizzo has an opt-out uh, that he can exercise uh, $16 million remaining in 2023. I would think that that uh, potentially he could turn that into a, a contract extension with the Yankees because he likes playing here. They like having him here. Mm-hmm. He does a lot for their uh, – uh, defense as well as the, the production, despite hitting in the 220s this year, and um, you know the the fact that uh, you know he's he's kind of the, the glue of that infield. Uh, yeah. you'd hate to lose a, a guy like, like a guy like Rizzo. Well, the key to Rizzo and the 220 batting average is you got to remember what the rule changes are next year. They're outlawing the shift. Yeah. So his batting average is absolutely going to go up. 
Okay. Right. There's, there's no doubt about it. Just about every left-handed hitter, their batting average is going to go up. Um, so th- that's something you have to keep in mind. You know, the, the thing is with Rizzo, uh, if, if he can turn it into, you know, get a couple years of an extension or, or turn it into a three-year deal, that's great. The thing with Jamison Tyon, uh, I look at him and I go, okay, he's not really going to be all that expensive. So you have to decide whether you'd like to go with the young guy or would you, would you rather go with more of a veteran guy that is going to be, well, in major league baseball terms, he's, he's going to be at least a reasonable price. You know, this isn't going to be a guy that's looking for, you know, 28 to $30 million a year or else, you know, he's going to be sitting at home, but right. uh, you know, so if the prices, if it, it really, it may just determine on, not just what they want to do, but also what the price of Jamison Tyon is. Because I do think that Brian Cashman would like to get him back because it is a it's a true veteran presence that pitched well for you and that you know, you know what you're gonna get with a young guy, even with high quality stuff. You don't really know what you're going to get. And listen, you're going to need them anyways. Nobody goes through the whole season with five, six, even seven starters. Everybody has to be extended. Right. Uh there are other changes potentially coming to this uh, Yankees infield. Uh, Glaber Torres has a year left of uh, control, but uh, I could see Cashman uh, moving him, uh, you know, and uh, putting him. He was in trade discussions uh, up to the trade deadline this year. Uh, I could see them moving on uh, from Torres that they can get uh, value for him. Yeah. Uh, something that they want, uh, you know, shortstop will belong to Oswald uh, Peraza on opening day next year. The, the rookie that, uh, uh, they're very impressed with. Uh, and at some point in 2023, their best prospect, Anthony Volpe, will will probably be in the Bronx. I don't think opening day necessarily, but yeah. they've got an open an infield spot for him. And uh, perhaps that's third base. Uh, Josh Donaldson, who had a, just a dreadful postseason, uh, still has one guaranteed year left uh, at $25 million. And uh, that, uh, I mean, it's going to be a hard contract to move, but uh, perhaps there's another veteran salary wash that, that the Yankees can do because I don't think the uh, the fan base would, <laughs> wants to see uh, Josh Donaldson as their opening day third baseman next year. And you got to find a spot for DJ LeMahieu too, who's sure. may, maybe having a offseason uh, uh, foot surgery. He he spoke about that after the game, Mike. Uh, that you know th- this is a guy that was compromised since. Uh, the early part of August, who um, has a, a fractured sesamoid uh, bone in his uh, right big toe, ligament damage in the second toe, and uh, he could be headed for for offseason surgery. But uh, if he's ready to go by opening day, you got to find a spot for him too. Well, and I think you, yeah, you really need him just simply because you know you need some more contact. And you know, this is a former batting champion. This is a guy that really knows how to put the bat on the ball. Another hitter that, with the style of hitter he is. Um, it's still the shift, not having the shift will absolutely help him just like every, every other hitter in major league baseball. Yeah. So yeah, there's some questions that, uh, that Brian Cashman and company, they're going to have to answer, you know, there's, there's a couple different avenues that they can take here. So they're going to have to really kind of sit down and try and figure out exactly how they want to go about it. Uh, and yeah, it starts with judge, but yeah, like you said, there are many other questions that have to be answered moving forward into free agency. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, winter, and uh, uh, unfortunately for the Yankees, they're they're plunged into it right now. Uh, a little earlier watching, than they wanted, that's yeah, for sure. Watching, exactly, watching the Phillies and the Astros uh, play in the World Series, Mike. Uh, 
just wondering if uh, there's anything, uh, any, any other final thoughts you had about, uh, you know, the Yankees postseason and uh, where they're going from here. Well, I, I thought that the, they actually, and, and, you know, Yankee fans probably don't want to hear this. I actually thought that with everything that was going on in New York, all the injuries, um, the lack of offense, I thought they battled pretty well. You know, I thought Dusty Baker, I think it was after game three, you know, when somebody talked about the dominance that the Astros have had over the Yankees. I'm, and he was like, well, I don't see dominance. Every game other than game three was a close game. The Yankees were in it. And that's really how this offense was put together. Keep us close. And hopefully at the end of the ball game, somebody can drive one out of the ballpark and we score some runs. They weren't able to do that because the Astros pitching was so good. But uh, I think that they, you know, even though there was a lot of frustration they still made it, you know, they still made it well into the playoffs, into the, the the league championship series. So I know it's I know it's World Series or bust, but you're talking about a team that hasn't been there and hasn't done that for 12 years, that being winning a World Series. So, uh, you know, I know the fan base is frustrated, but, yeah. you know, it's back to the drawing board to put a team on the on the board on the on the field for the 2023 season. Right. And but there are still some uh, the questions on the management side now uh, general manager brian sure. cashman his contract is up but you, you know the working relationship he has with uh hal steinbrenner uh, mid-season cashman said that uh, his desire was to to remain in the position he has that he still is energized and and excited about uh you know uh, putting a roster together uh not the roster that Yankees fans probably wanted to see and, uh, made, you know, the, the, and all the moves that, that Cashman made, they were very proactive at the trade deadline, but, uh, yes. you know, through, through injury and, and some ineffectiveness, uh, pretty much every one of those moves did not work out uh, the right. way they envisioned, uh, you know, from Ben Intendi, uh, and his handmade injury on, on down, uh, to Frankie Montas and his shoulder issue. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, and then, and then there's, there's frankly a lot of question about Aaron Boone. Now he did not, uh, have a great postseason managerial wise. The, the decisions that he made in game, uh, especially taking Garrett Cole out of uh, out of game three as early as he right. did and putting in uh, Lou Trevino instead of uh, one of his higher leverage relievers uh, in that spot. And even Boone, you know, joined the second guessing of that and said that that was a reasonable uh, uh, suggestion that 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 Holmes sure. or Moralta or Loisaga should have been in that spot. If that's, if that's where you say this is the season's hinging right here on, right. on calling this rally. And you didn't think Cole could get out of it. You got to put a, a higher leverage reliever in yeah. at that point. And, yeah. And, and I thought, I thought in that particular situation, one of the reasons why I wasn't a big fan, you took Cole out early, but also the Astros are very familiar with Lou Trevino. You know, he yeah. spent what four and a half years in Oakland. Right. You're playing them 19 times. You know, the Astros have seen him at his best. They've seen him at his worst, but there were, there were no secrets there. You know, that was a very familiar arm that the Astros probably weren't upset seeing come in the game at that point. Yeah. So as we sit here right now, I mean, you would just based on track record, you would you'd anticipate Cashman would be back in, in, in his role as GM, but uh, uh, I don't think you can say with any exact certainty that, that Boone will be back and, even though he, he just signed an extension last year, uh, you know, they, Cashman and Steinbrenner have, uh, have touted, uh, you know, Boone's work in the clubhouse and the, yeah. keeping the club together. And, and he did do a good job of that when things, you know, injuries mounted and things were going off the rails, uh, you know, in, in early August. 
but ultimately didn't get the club to where they wanted to be. And the, right. and the criticism of, of his in-game decisions, uh, especially in the ALCS, w- will linger for a while. Uh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. But and you know the old saying that managers are hired to be fired. Um, you know, is is this is this Aaron Boone's fault? Well, no, because you know you can't you can't win without scoring. And you know he wasn't the one that put this roster together. But you know I, I don't know which I don't know which way you go. I, and I don't think I don't think there's really a a right answer. I think Booney has done for the most part has done a pretty good job there in New York. There's always going to be questions about move your moves you make. That's the nature of the business. Uh, but you know, I think it could go either way. And I don't, um, you know, even though we like to point fingers, especially as a fanatical fan, yeah, the manager has to go. The manager doesn't really have that much to do with it. You know, what has Booney always done? He's always stood up for the player. He's always stood up for the organization. He always has the right thing to say. He's always positive. Uh, and it's really about the relationship he builds with the players. That's the key. You know, yes, he deals with the media uh, the way he does. You know, everybody's got their own style. He deals with the front office. But what you really have to look at is what is the relationship to the players? Do the players listen to him? Do the players respect him? And if they do, then maybe he stays. We'll just have to wait and see. I think Brian stays if Brian wants to stay, and it sounds like he does. Um, but you also have to remember all the moves. We like to we like there to be we we as humans like things to be simple. You know, we like there to be one answer to a question. We like to be you know if there's a problem, you know, there's one person we can blame. In reality, that's not the case. You know, these baseball organizations now, they are run by multiple, multiple people. Yes, there's one person at the top, but the information that comes into these decisions, uh, they're multifaceted. They come for, it comes from everywhere. So, yeah, you have somebody standing in front of the podium, and that's the person that's got to take the beating. But it's not always just that person's decision. Yeah. And on the flip side of this series and, and this season, you saw what a magnificent job Dusty Baker did, uh, not only stepping into a, a, a very difficult situation with, with all the, the controversy swirling around the Astros, but to, to take them to another World Series and uh, to, to manage that, that club the way he did. Um, yeah. Outstanding job by Dusty Baker, who belongs in the Hall of Fame for, for his. Uh, yeah, and he will be. He will be. We'll have to see. You know, we may, maybe here in another week or so, he'll actually have his first World Series championship, and that'll kind of solidify everything. Because right now, he's, you know, the 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 winningest manager without. You know, there's a lot of withouts, and those withouts are the World Series. Everything else he's done, but the without with the World Series championship, is is pretty big. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens in the World Series. I think the Phillies are a very dangerous team. I think that they do give the – I think the Astros still are the better team. But I'll tell you, the Phillies are hot right now, and they got two big arms at the top of their rotation that can shut you out. Yeah. And uh, and talk about the Yankees' connections. The Phillies fired Joe Girardi in, in midseason. Yeah. Uh, Rob Thompson, who spent uh, over 20 years with the Yankees organization, who you know very well. Very well, uh, yes. Gets his first managerial job and is taking this club uh, to, to the World Series. Amazing, amazing job by Rob Thompson, one of the real good guys in the game, too. Uh, Mike, we'll wrap it up here. Um, But I would like to tell everybody that uh, we will continue the Believe in the Bronx uh, podcast uh, all offseason. We'll be here to talk about Judge and Boone and uh, everything that's going on with the Yankees. And uh, we're 
the player movements will go, trades, free agents, and all that jazz. And it's going to be an uh, interesting and fun offseason, Mike. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, it was an interesting series. I, I like the way that the Yankees fought back even in game four. Uh, but the better team did win. Now it's now it's on to 2023 for the Yankees, and we'll have to wait and see, you know, how all this is going to work out. It'll be an interesting offseason. Yep. We hope you'll uh, follow us at Believe in the Bronx, and uh, that'll do it for our uh, post-ALCS edition.